0: We'll To open my. Good to be here. How the hell are you? Radio. You got to wait till I do my full introduction. You interrupted it. carry on. (laughs) They're not going to know what podcast they're listening to. I know, right? Oh, this is funny. Dirk Bonesteel just joined and he said, Hey, the guy on Coast to Coast was Ian Punnett. That's right. That's
1: it. Ian is the best.
0: So now I have to explain everything to people. Okay, here we go. So first of all, this is Open Mind GFO Radio. I'm not joined by Martin this week. I've got Mr. Douglas Smythe uh, from Phoenix Shaving. Mr. Douglas Smythe also joins me every Thursday and him and I uh, just kind of babble about stuff. Usually it's kind of inspired by a book or, or something that Doug is reading. And uh, in our conversation yesterday, it came up that there was a guy who was a co-host on uh, Coast to Coast or a guest host. We couldn't remember his name. Mr. Dirk Bonestill, whose name was inspired by this person, often joins us in the chat. And so when he joined us just now, he reminded us that that gentleman's name was Ian Punnett, someone who's interviewed me on Coast to Coast.
1: However, I I feel see the connection between... Dirk's name and Ian's name. I, I still am a little yeah. lost in that regard. I still don't know that what that's all about. I think either. you're making stuff up, Dirk, but your Google foo is very strong. I'll give you that much. Anyways, it's good to be here, folks. <laughs> it is good to be here. His Google what? Google foo Google foo Nice. My, my Kung Fu is stronger than yours. Never mind. His Google foo was
0: better than mine because I tried to Google foo but I was trying to Google foo uh bone still because his name is dirk bone Steel. that's his <laughs> name like it's it's a the douglas, moniker he goes by it's a douglas and adams um,
1: reference and what do you why do you say that because dirk dirk is a douglas adams character who's douglas adams <laughs> we can't be friends anymore we'll really? talk about this on the next episode of what's doug reading
0: <laughs> okay so this is funny he just explained himself Punnett had said he used the name Clint
1: Bonesteel as a oh, fake name. Oh, so this is a deep, deep connection. Okay, I get it. Clint Bonesteel.
0: <laughs> Which is actually funny. And I'm going to reveal funny. something about you that whether or not you want me to, because that's a connection that you and I have, Doug and I have, because Douglas Smythe is, is kind of a. It's an alias (laughs) and I used to use the alias Jonathan Smythe when I first started doing radio because I was really shy about it. And, you know, I was, I was a journalism student and I was helping the news late, the news lady in the, in, uh, the radio station, and she's like, You got to come on the air. You got to come on the air. And I was so scared. And I was like, Yeah, only if I can pretend I'm a little English man named Jonathan Smythe, <laughs> which was probably because I love The Saint. It was, you know, inspired by, it. if you haven't seen the TV show The Saint, it's kind of like, you know, Roger Moore doing James Bond before James Bond. Really good show. Did you ever watch that? No. So he did The oh Saint before God. James Bond? Yeah, it's black and white. And he's this guy called The Saint who goes and solves crimes, and he's got some kind of, just like a lot of the shows, some kind of background in law enforcement or, or spying or right, something right. like that. And, uh, and a, he's getting all the girls all the time because he's Mr. Suave, good-looking. It's yeah. a black and white, but it's really funny. It's a great, great English show. Wasn't there a Val Kilmer movie called The Saint also? My confusing this. Person? That was copying. That was. Oh, was based on that. Oh, okay, It okay. was based on the TV show, but it was. Yeah, crap. it's weird that I don't know about that, huh? Because first of all, it's hard to get the suave, you know, of Roger Moore and, and generate that. And that's what the show was about. It was this smooth guy right. who would get the ladies, solve the well, crime. Well, James Bond, Roger Moore was, he was James was a little Bond more. To me. me too. I agree. That, I grew up he was watching a little that more James Bond. Morally ambiguous too. They called him the saint because he would help people, but he always kind of laughed at it because it didn't mean he would follow the rules. He would help people, but he
1: would do what he had to do. Great, great show. Really I thought that was more of like a a, a modern thing they they were doing now with TV shows and whatnot. You know, But the anti-hero almost. uh, But again, they were toying around with it even back then, which makes sense. Totally. Comic books.
0: Totally, totally. So someone, Dirk says that and BBC The Avengers. That was pretty good, too. Oh, yeah, the Avengers. That was a great one. All right, so Renee's here. He says, pump it up, open minds, easy from England. Oh Yeah, we do have English people here. Uh, Lee is on. Uh, we have a uh, uh, Canadian, uh, Cartola. Sonia's here. Hello, Sonia. Osvaldo, Sputnik. We've got all kinds of great Wow, friends, yeah, we do. Right? Thank yeah, you guys too. all for joining. So really uh, on together. this show, we still are goofy, of course. But we also talk about stuff that I've covered. Uh, oops, I've got Osvaldo's comment up. Woo!
1: Um, <laughs> Yo!
0: Yeah, he, he's on a roller coaster or something right now while he's watching.
1: Woo! yeah. But uh, uh, we're, we're about to strap into one, too, I'm sure.
0: But, yeah, we talk about, essentially, uh, UFOs for the week and, and news and information. And let's see. So when it comes to open minds... Some of the stuff you're missing if you're not subscribed to the Rojas reports. Uh, Late last week, I actually did essentially two Rojas reports last week, even though one of them I posted this week on Open Minds. And remember, if you are a subscriber to Rojas reports, no matter what way you do subscribe, you can go to openminds.tv and get all of them. And you'll have links for, no matter what way you subscribe, you'll have a link to go to that. So, for instance, if you're on Patreon, if you're a pod people, you get the sound. Um, There'll be a link for that. If you're uh, on Patreon and you're intergalactic planetary, planetary intergalactic, then you get access to everything. So you have a link to the video. Um, If you're on Podbean, which is a podcast tool, and you subscribe to the Rojas reports, you have a link to the audio for that. And if you are a YouTube subscriber uh, and you subscribe to the videos, then you'll have links to that as well. In fact, the YouTube is embedded, so you can just start to watch it, bada boom, bada being right there on the Open Minds site. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Intergalactic, plan- <laughs> intergalactic planetary, planetary, intergalactic. And you got to do that, which we can do. <laughs> Boo.
1: uh, uh, uh we. Oh, yeah. So, um, what, you, what do you want? Uh, what, 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 what do you, go on. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that anymore. Please. <laughs> That's the what you want. What, what, you, never mind. What, <laughs> what you want. Okay. I do it really white. What, 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 what do you, what do you want? What, what, what? <laughs> oh, I
0: see. You were doing the white. even though they're white kids, but I like it. Is, yeah. Now that I, I get it. I love that.
1: Thank you, man. I so. Also,
0: we do answer questions. Uh, Eric Miller says, first time in chat. Thank you, Eric Miller. I'm going to embarrass you by putting you on the screen. <laughs> Welcome, it's Eric. First name. You are looking the wrong direction in your picture also. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, but maybe take another picture on your phone and uh, facing up. the right direction. I think people what, what, would what? like that. You look like an uh, attractive uh, man. Um, so let's go ahead. What? I'm comfortable <laughs> enough Clearly. with my sexuality. <laughs> and th- this is kind of a funny topic, off topic, by the way, is that um, it's, I don't understand totally what women find attractive, but I don't think women are all on the same page as much as men. Like if you see an attractive woman and you say, she's very pretty, uh, most likely your buddy's going to go, yeah. Uh, but with women... They could be like, you know, I find this actor attractive, and another woman will go, oh gross. He's gross. That's kind of weird. It's different. It weird. And I've never really often women will him. say, I find that guy attractive. And I'll be like, Really? I like what? Oh, Karen <laughs> overheard the conversation. Does <laughs> she walk in the room? why Okay. Okay, let me put you. It's the hat, okay, right? It's usually the hat. Here's a scoop. A man is <laughs> it's the hat, Doug says to me is attractive yes. if they're confident but also intelligence. So intelligence can outweigh everything else, in my opinion. Huh. What do you think? Not of everyone's that? like that, but for me, I, I yeah, makes sense. intelligence makes perfect sense. Doug, Doug still he doesn't buy it. He I thinks it's If you're it's a jerk a and you're confident, that's a turnoff. But if you're just very you know but that's for and you. you. Like yourself.
1: A man who's like confident about themselves and they're intelligent. That's a winner. And yeah. if they're if into they're UFOs. Opposed, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. See ya. Thank See you, Karen.
0: So. Now you know that the secret to my success. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. But this I, is my eye-opening episode already. I, I mean, I can't. Yeah. Is this how it typically is when I'm not around? Uh, no, not at, well. Sometimes it can get like this.
0: Yeah. It, I can oh, everything I do gets like this. Um, uh, there's some opinions on this. That's because women tend to have more opinions. Um, (gasps) that's interesting. Uh, Dirk, I'm not going to mention your, (laughs) uh, let's see. Uh, and Cartola says women are picky. Mark says girls go by looks. Women go much more by inner qualities. Oh, so he's saying once they get older, they inner qualities. Um, Oh, Eric says, I may be oversharing, but I worship a goddess for a reason. Interesting. And Doline says, lesbian here. So she's not attracted to men at all. I can totally understand that. What the demographic today? I know. And Mark says he likes intelligence and confidence. That is one thing. (laughs) And and this will be controversial and nothing UFO either, but we're going to get UFOs, people. But I would like to hear somebody else's opinion on this also, which is that I am comfortable with my sexuality. Like I said, I'm comfortable with saying whether or not I think uh, I can identify a man as attractive. Like first time I saw um, um, who's that popular good looking guy actor uh, was on Thelma and Louise. Brad Pitt? Uh, Brad Pitt. First time I saw Brad Pitt was which on a river runs through it. And I'm like, this guy's extremely attractive. He's going to be mega famous. And sure yeah. enough, so I could identify that. But Fox Mulder, X-Files. I'm like, the girls love him. My sister, my sisters, but especially one of them. She calls him Foxy Mulder. She's in love with this guy. I don't see it. I think he's cool. He's a cool dude. Uh, but to me, he's kind of normal in looks. I don't see how
1: he's like super hottie dude. Yeah, I never really thought about any of this before. Uh, but now that I'm thinking, no, well, he had that like crybaby look to him, you know, in his early yeah. 90s. I guess. But the, I, the greaser I mean, hair. I
0: really have no attraction to men, and I would be completely <laughs> comfortable to admit that. Uh, the only slight you just did. The only slight attraction I've ever had to a man might be once in a while, a little bit to Prince. I'm a big Prince fan, and. You know, he's pretty, but he's kind of feminine in a way. But yeah, he's okay. very
1: androgynous.
0: Yeah, he is a bit androgynous. So that's, uh, but yeah, that's me. What do you think? Any
1: thoughts? I, um, you told me I didn't have to prepare for today's show, and what you did <laughs> the little that you did give me to prepare with. I just I, I don't feel like I'm there. Uh, I was not prepared. Uh, to talk my about thoughts this on either. this? I, I, you know, I'm open. I'm open to it. I, 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 I understand. I'm following you. I'm taking notes. In fact.
0: Cartola, I think, is like, okay, enough of this. Let's talk UFOs. <laughs> I know. They think our show is bad. Everyone's
1: <laughs>
0: but This is Cartola, your UFO show. We haven't even
1: gotten to that yet. Yeah.
0: It happens. Um, these people are used to, a lot of people are, uh, here are used to listening to the show for, I've had this show going for maybe 10 years, so I, they, they get me. But here is the question Cartola asks. Is Blue Book coming back? And the answer is yes, interestingly, in a way. And I think that um, that gets me to what I was talking about earlier. I did a couple of interviews, one with Lou Elizondo. If you are a subscriber to the Rojas Reports, you can go watch that. Lou had to bend over backwards a bit. And I do apologize for the subscribers. I, I I couldn't really share... I did my best to share when that was going to happen live, so people could join and ask him questions live, just like this. But he said I had to be real sneaky about it because he he was trying to do the whole. It's better to uh, ask for forgiveness and permission, right? Because not the whole group wants him doing interviews with anything other than mainstream press, and unfortunately, you know, they glob all of us UFOers together. And I get it you know if it was up to me i would advise lou stay away from the ufo community sorry guys but um but definitely let me interview you and uh which was my advice to him and he took it so we had to be sneaky about that in the last minute so but the video is up now if you're not a subscriber to rojas reports subscribe now so you can watch and or listen to it and you can subscribe on patreon or youtube or podbean um The other person I interviewed, though, was Adam uh, Kehoe. No relation to Donald Kehoe. Uh, His name is spelled differently, in fact. But Adam is really interesting. He has a PhD in information science, um, and he's been blogging about UAPs and policy issues. And I think there's a big disconnect with... The UFO community's expectations about this UAP task force that has been formed and the what the government is looking into when it comes to this UAP task force. So um, for kind of kind of like the guy out there who's interested in this topic, but doesn't keep up to speed on all the minute details because he's got this uh, very uh, productive and successful company he's got to run. I'm referring to you, Doug. Oh, um, right. What do you uh, know about, or what are your, what is your perception about what's happening now in this whole? I mean, did you, were you aware of this UAP task force? <clears throat> yes.
1: Um, what are my thoughts on it? I, I'm, I'm a little concerned, but I'm I, whenever anything like this goes mainstream, I always get a little. I, I want to know why this is happening. You know, it seems like the last couple of years, you know, it was, it goes back, what, two and a half years now when they really started like pumping this out in the media. Uh, And now, and it went quiet. It was like, there was a little bit of radio silence. And then all of a sudden the last six months it's up again. And so I'm like, what's going on in the world? Like what, I don't, I think we spoke about this the last time I was on the show. That's a little bit disconcerting for me. I just, I don't, I, I, I like to watch the way the media works with things. And that's just, it's what's up now. Why are they interested now and why are they uh, kind of backtracking, you know, so these things are just a concern to me. That makes perfect sense. And I get it. And that, that's what it,
0: you said, exactly what I, I was hoping you might say, because uh. <laughs> there is confusion and there is, it's certainly opaque in a way. And, and what are the motivations? Why is this happening? And of course, that's what I've been trying to explain in the last year or two is to break this down and get into the details and figure it out. And the media is really on the back step. Because the media has been trying to, well, the media has been observing this. And I think the media, right. still, like you, they don't understand it. They're like, what's going on here? I don't get it. And a lot yeah. of the media is still like, well, why are you guys talking about UFOs? Because UFOs are stupid. Um, you know, they really don't get it. They, there's this preconceived notion. Um, whereas I think really, I think it's real becoming very evident that uh, when Luis Elizondo came out about this Pentagon program, he represented, you know, a, a group of contractors, uh, military personnel, government people who were into this topic. And Chris Mellon, who's been into this topic and worked in government as well, is one of those people. And right. so there are these networks. Uh, what uh, what uh, Jacques Vallee calls the invisible college, but these. You know, groups of serious people at, at, at high levels who are want to research and take the topic seriously and investigate it, but uh, are secret about it because of the taboos. And so Lou and Mellon kind of were able to take that momentum and push this issue and get the Navy on board, uh, which then in turn got allowed the Senate to say, okay, now that you're officially saying you investigated, you need to tell us about it. And so now the Senate intelligence community has got involved where there are also people who are interested. And so that's where this is all kind of come from. And the the media is like, what the heck is going on? Uh, Meanwhile, there's, there's a battle going on. Like there always has been, because there's a lot of people who are like, no, shove this away. There are the people who are like, this is a credibility issue. Get rid of Mm -hmm. it. This is stupid. Um, Get it out of my face. There are some who are like, We want to do like what Nick Pope said, the MOD did. We want to investigate, but we don't want the public to know. We want to shoo the public away, make them think it's stupid while we take it seriously in the background. So all of this is going on. So the issue is, getting back to Cartola's question is, is this going to be another Blue Book? And that we don't know yet. I think we see indications of like the Navy being supportive of serious research. But at the same time, we've heard uh, the DOD kind of attacking Lou. And uh, I think people could argue, well, they're not directly attacking him but, uh, and Harry Reid. But by saying that they're liars, they're essentially saying, no, Reid's wrong. No, Louise is not wrong. That's not what happened. So they're yeah. implying that they're liars. And, and in that way, they're attacking them and gaslighting us because we have sufficient evidence to show that they're not liars. And so there's definitely a battle going on. So how will this UAP task force shake out? It's really hard to say. I think the rule of thumb would be it might end up like a blue book. There'll be a portion that is public facing to pacify the public. Right. And then there'll also be a portion that is really seriously taking a look at this stuff. But some of the issues that ufos have made them blind to and that are being called out as deficiencies are like investigating drones um you know investigating all of these cases like this dean johnson had uh highlighted that you know there are 50 cases of incursions on nuclear facilities uh, by drone right. we've only resolved five of those so WPF, what's going on? That's going to raise some serious alarms, and we need to get a handle on this. And I think this is a tool to do that. And so we might hear a lot about that as opposed to the type of UFO stuff we want to hear about.
1: Very cool. Um, however, you know, your use of the term invisible college, I, I couldn't hear anything else you said after that because that, <laughs> I mean, going back to our other show, that's a very par- paranormal term. That's an occult. Term that goes back to the Recrucian. Oh, yeah. So uh it's interesting that he would use that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, Jacques Charlet
0: is very into the occult and the history
1: of that. Oh, okay. I um, see what he's doing then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because his argument is, at least when it comes to the aliens and stuff, is that the, the phenomena goes back into antiquity, that all throughout written history there has been mysterious right. phenomena. Angels, often demons, in the past. exactly angels, demons, fairies, all of that sort of thing. But his argument is not just that, we're ascribing kind of a Jungian argument, which is that we're ascribing a uh, modern, you know, concepts, you've brought this up in our other show, modern concepts to some of these things. Uh, He's also saying that there also is a root mystery, genuine mystery to many
1: of these things. Just running through it all throughout, yeah. Right, Right, exactly. I see what he's doing. That actually makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad he's doing that, in fact. (laughs) Yeah. So in that answer, and I'll show this real quick, you know, the site, I was able to answer, you know, uh, right there you see uh, my interview with Adam Kehoe. Uh, Those are kind of some of the stuff that we were talking about and I was talking about with Luis Elizondo. I do want to write a story, though, because something else happened in my interview with Luis Elizondo. One type of thing we talked about was I had written an article on open minds not long ago. Let's bring it up right here. Pentagon can't keep their story straight on UFOs. And I I chronicled the history of them changing their stories and countering Lou and and Harry Reid and all this stuff. And and I asked Lou, I pressed him, what if they're attacking you? What if they keep doing this? Or or, do you have any recourse? Uh, Are you considering that? And he said, yes. He said, I, I really kind of want to sit tight and see what they do, but I'm not going to continue to let them ruin my reputation and lie about me, and that if I have to, I do have recourse. Um, I think he, he's essentially alluding to
1: information he has he could share and then uh, also legal, legal recourse right. that he could take. But even then, damage is already done. I mean, yeah. this, in this yeah. situation – yeah, I mean, look at the media nowadays. You can get up there and say whatever you want. <laughs> and yeah. people are going to believe it or they're not going to believe it. But, I mean, the fact is people are going to believe it still. So, I mean. Yeah. Sucks, man. It Sucks. does suck. Because I what are they up to? I don't. Uh, and when I say they, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I always bug Doug about they. He's always one of those guys. They. They doing this. They doing that. Who's they? I know. i got to be very specific. Now I send them photos and. Wikipedia pages and underline, <laughs> yeah, highlighted exactly. stuff.
0: So uh, the other things we talked about: Roswell and UFO crashes. Uh, he kind of clarified his stance on that. Um, maybe I'll write. What is his stance that, on that? On Roswell, I don't to say too much because I want him right. to go check it out. They gotta right. help keep this all going. Well, what am but I doing here? Of, then I'm here for answers. He he kind I of clarified that. He's not necessarily saying there are UFO crashes. I'll put it that way. Um, so he's more saying we got to be open to it, but he did also clarify what type of things we need to look into. Um, okay. Dirk D- 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 Bones still, you know, says don't believe too much of what Greer says. Unfortunately, Dr. Greer is extremely inaccurate these days. He, his, his documentary was s- making statements that are way off, And, uh, it's kind of like someone who read the internet and starts talking about UFOs and gets things way out of context or wrong. And it's unfortunate because he is someone who is right there in the middle of it, uh, early on and in the beginning. And now I don't know what he's up to. He's it's weird, but, um, yeah. So people talking Greer in here, not a big fan. Um, which reminds me. Of some other I usually don't talk crap about people. I, I'm I'm very uh diplomatic. I don't know. You've
1: been kinda of a loose cannon
0: in th- these yeah. days. I mean I didn't have some very nice things to say about uh good and Wilcox, uh people who, who know what I'm talking about. You roll your eyes, you know who they are. The and sleeping prophet the <laughs> I did not interview with Chrissy Mayer. Mayr. A community Last night, US, yeah. a Podcast yesterday. That's going to yeah. air on Wednesday. It was a lot of fun, but she asked me about them, and I, I was, uh, I didn't, oh. I wasn't. She like, doesn't know who you are <laughs> Yeah, but I, I shared my honest feelings. Yeah, I often think anyway. that Wilcox is out there. Yeah, he is. He is. But also, uh, I, I just Gaia. Little... Yeah, that that crazy Gaia. Yeah. What a Gaia. What a Gaia. But um, I also just now did a Rojas report, uh, astronomers and UFOs. So uh, look for that if you're a subscriber. And I love that talk because uh, it's all, yay NASA, you're wearing your NASA shirt. But uh, uh, it's a lot of fun because it was inspired by Shostak telling me, well, if there was something to UFOs, astronomers would be interested or having sightings. Duh, they have. And astronomers are the ones who started civilian UFO research and this right. whole you know, thing in it. They're also responsible for Project Blue Book and inspiring that to start. And also every inventory that's been done where they've been asked if they have UFO sightings, they've said, yes, they have had UFO sightings. And there are a couple books that document this, one by Alan J. Hynek, one by Peter Sturrock both of which I know Stanton Friedman gave Seth Shostak years ago. And in throughout their decades of debating, Stanton would say, did you read that book? Did you look at that book? And Shostak always says, no, I did not look at that book. So he's obviously keeping himself blind or, or ignorant of the yeah. data, which is really frustrating. And I'm a big fan. And even in my show, even though I make fun of him a lot, uh, I am a big fan of Shostak's, but uh, that's what that Rojas report is. If you watch that, I have an article out on it, but I really go into more detail in the the, the video that I just did, and right. you'll be very heavily armed if you go into a debate with Shostak on this topic. Wait, was this the video you just did this morning? I just did. I think you were watching uh, some of it, huh?
1: Yes, I started off with it. I didn't – I had other things going on. I was driving. I, was driving. I had to keep my eyes <laughs> on the road. But I'll, I will go back after this. So let's see other news this week. There wasn't a whole lot of
0: news. Um, I guess on Open Minds, I did post an article, uh, and I'll show this one to you guys too, because it's got pretty pictures. Um, and people like pretty pictures, Ooh, right?
1: Yeah, and shiny yeah. things. This has shiny things. Oh, I like that, yeah. You like that picture? Yeah, it that reminds me of um, the Ouija board for some reason or another. <laughs> Oh, the little thing you. I'm not moving it. Tomorrow. That's not me. That's not me moving that UFO.
0: <laughs> UAP. Oh, a UFO themed Ouija board would be kind of neat. We can use a triangle. Think about UFO. It.
1: Tell Karen. Tell Karen. For, for the stylus. Don't they call that the Talk the with. Remember that show where it's almost saying they talk to aliens through the, the Ouija board? There you go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, speaking of
0: Karen, that friend. Who will probably watch or listen to this show, by the way? Who Karen was there to witness it. Oh, Brian Drummond says it's called a planchet. Thank you for reminding me. That's exactly,
1: right. That's yes, yes.
0: So, okay, uh, but the Belgium UFO uh, incident many of you are already aware of this, um, but I think you may find some new information in this article. And not only that, we have an exclusive video with General Wilfred de Breyer of the Belgian Air Force, who actually was in charge of the investigation of these. Um, Those of you who have been following Open Minds have probably seen that as well, but maybe not. This was, you know, five years ago that we got that video, so you'll want to check it out. But this is a great article uh, by Antonio Juneyes. I've been taking, and I've been trying to do this as much as possible, take articles from the magazine that we don't print anymore and put them online, because some of these articles are really good, and Antonio is an excellent writer, and uh, this is a great article. Um, so I've got this article up about this wave, and if you're new to all of this, you'll want to check it out, because, you know, governments across the planet have been dealing with UFOs for a long time. Um, so, this so wait, are,
1: something- are you recycling old articles and? Is that what's going on there, or is that yeah? A new so article? that was
0: from a print magazine, right? Article, open minds. I uh, for yeah, open minds, and that isn't being printed anymore. So I'm taking the articles and okay. putting them online. So that is and refreshing them, give them a little article. facelift, adding some video to it, and whatnot. Is that what's going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Adding some video. There are some references in there. So there was a a, a picture called the Pe- Petit Rochon picture, which was right. a alleged photograph of one of those triangles. That has since been revealed as a hoax by the person who was the hoaxer. So unfortunately, uh, in this article, we didn't know that, or Antonio didn't know that. He covers the photo, but I do blatantly say that this has been determined to be a hoax. Here's a link to the Reuters article uh, demonstrating that. But, uh, and everybody does agree, you know, uh, even de Brower admits that, okay, yeah. Looks like that was a hoax, but still, it's there were tons of sightings. Official oh, yeah. police officers chasing UFOs, all of this sort of thing. It was happening. children
1: too, weren't there? Children that did
0: drawings and like it was. It was there were children line. that um, that soiled their diapers over this affair. I don't know that to be fact, actually, but I'm okay, speculating. Okay. That yeah. happened. Uh, you
1: know, and you gotta wonder. You gotta yeah. wonder if I would have seen That's one my take of the things aliens. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. If I would have seen one of the things these things going over the house and I was in diapers, I would have soiled my
1: diapers. You're not? I haven't. Yeah, I no, mean you I'm never afraid. leave this chair. You're you're running shows constantly, I just assume. No, I, I mean. know. <laughs> no, no. That might be a good idea though. It's a great idea, and I think we should both start doing it. So um
0: faux turkey which I'm not a fan of, even though I'm a, a vegetarian. But this is a gentleman named Faux Turkey. He says, a ton of flying Doritos, which is funny because I think it was in the UK that coined this term. They started calling UFOs that are triangle-shaped flying Doritos. Um, I, and a yeah. witness might have said that it looked like that. But, um, uh, yeah, so that's where the Dorito thing comes from. So uh, Faux Turkey is
1: not just being a turkey. Or a Faux Turkey, at that. Or a faux turkey. Whatever he's talking about, it sounds delicious. Let's just dive right in. Do you like faux turkey? Well, well there's so many variations on it now. I, I'm sorry? I forget whether you're vegetarian or not. I'm vegan. Dude, you I'm are like a level vegan. three vegan. Yeah. Thank you, faux turkey. Well, well, I mean, Turkey is the brand, but there's like so many different variations on fake turkey now. So, yeah, there are a few that aren't bad, but for the most part, I don't really care for processed foods, so I, I, I tend to stay away from that. Um, Okay, that makes sense. I mean, if I have to, I mean, if it's, you know, if it's there and whatnot. But I mean, you know, it's just loaded with so much salt and all these other preservatives that are, it's just too much for me sometimes. Yeah. Not to shoot down your obsession with faux turkey. I respect that
0: fact. I am obsessed. Oh, this does remind me. I also did an interview with George Knapp. I didn't interview him. He interviewed me for his mystery wire. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Where I did talk about this stuff and I kind of talked about what I'm doing with open minds Which is not just trying to write articles analyzing what's going on um, But also writing the articles the press should be writing but also Kind of bringing up and writing a lot about this historical information for those who are new and might not know about like the Belgian wave Which is really important or uh, some of these things Uh, otherwise in UFO
1: news Luis Elizondo has a Twitter Oh, there you go. There, that is big news. <laughs> well, yeah, I like but this o- the whole open forum thing you got going on now. Like, I think this creates dialogue yeah. in the moment, too, yeah. which is really interesting and important when it comes to bouncing ideas off of each other, so on and so forth. You yeah. Know, so.
0: Ideas like this. Mark Salzman brings up a great, uh, you know, contribution to the field of ufology here when he says, how about the Flying Burrito Brothers?
1: <laughs> Classic.
0: I don't know what the heck he's talking about, but thank uh, I know what he's talking you.
1: about.
0: Oh, you do? It's funny. I like it. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I like it. Uh, David Martyr actually emailed me a copy of it, a uh, really interesting case. So I think he's talking about... Uh, I can't the, see where this is. Where Petit is this? Um, Let's see. Uh, looking for any questions. Um Again, Elizondo. Maybe they're mad I'm talking about Elizondo all the time. But I know I talk about it. But I mean, that's the big news. I mean, this guy revealed that, you know, we have been proof that we have been gaslighted (laughs) on UFOs for decades. And they did research them. And that now the Senate Intelligence Committee is asking questions. So, but honestly,
1: you know, it's always been in those of us who know that the government has been, um, Maybe slow dripping this because they are operating in fear that if they did release any information, it would cause a major panic. Uh, but where's the evidence of that? I don't see evidence. Politi- look at the politics. Look at the world today. People are dumb, man. I mean, like fear. I mean, we the way you. Oh, I don't I mean, argue the, that. Um, emotional buttons are pushed. That I can only imagine how people would react to that. So I almost sympathize now with governmental agencies in this. I feel, I just I'm looking at it differently now.
0: No, I think that you know why because. I think this is the hard part and this is how I look at it. They've got to be careful. And this is a really where it comes really tough to run a program like this is that you've got to be careful when you identify something that you don't say, Oh yeah, that's ours. That's one of our black projects. You can't say that because then you're no. our capabilities. Yes. And they also don't want to say, Oh yeah, that's the Chinese. We know that's one of their secret projects. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. say that either because you don't want the Chinese to know that, you know,
1: You know, you're well. Not only that is, you don't want Russia to not to know that it's the Chinese and not you. (laughs) So it's it's in your back. If everyone's kept in the dark in that way too, so I mean, exactly. So that's what power and strength really
0: tough. And then the Air Force had told when Jimmy Carter asked for NASA to study UFOs, um, which has been done recently too. But the Air Force told them it's a lose lose situation. The scientists are going to be mad at you for being anti scientific. The, the community, the population is going to be mad at you because they're going to say you're lying to them and you're hiding. And right. others, that's what's going to – and they're right, you know. It, it's you totally right. not much of a middle ground. So it's, it's really hard.
1: NASA people recently – I love this. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying people just uh, – the, the older I get and the more involved in social media I am, the people don't need much proof for anything to either believe or yeah. not believe something or just, just run wild with something. It's, it blows or my none. mind. Yeah,
0: And that's why confidence men, you know, con men uh, are so popular that, you know, any person saying something with strong convictions, i.e. Greer, Wilcox, good, you know, they're (laughs) going to get a lot of people who believe them and and follow them. So, yeah, that's all it takes. That's the way way the term comes from. But NASA recently said they would only look into this if it was all the information, if it was completely transparent. Right. And that may sound weird, but it's not. If you just watched my, if you watched the, the astronomers and UFO things I just did, you know, science and, is based around that. And like Kepler information, there's so much data to look over that they'll share it completely with the public. And then right. the public has the opportunity, citizen scientists then have the opportunity to go look. Tabby Star, some of you might be, no, you know, uh, aware of, which... People said, oh, that might be uh, aliens uh, causing this dimming <laughs> in the sun. That was citizen scientists. That were people right. in the public looking at Kepler information that discovered that. So... Openness is a big deal on some of that.
1: So, and I, th- you know, I think it's really cool too. I mean, they're doing the same thing with solving crimes these days too, sharing it with you know armchair yeah. detectives and whatnot. People are really digging with this stuff, cold cases and what, uh, whatever. But um, yeah, so to see the the armchair uh, uh, astronomers and so on and so doing the same thing is really like that's the best part of the internet. That's that's the cool stuff. But um, also, an, a merit to ignorance as well, and that's that's what worries me. And so I do uh, to just take it back. I do sympathize with the government to some respect in when it comes to how they're going to release this be it slow drip or be it straight yeah. up or or whatever they're doing now I mean I'm, I'd like to think they're they've studied or they're studying how they're going to break the news if they're going to break the news at all and um, yeah I don't know it's and I, di- I disagree with mark on this and I think I've disagreed with mark on this before
0: and that I think about it he says crash retrievals Leonard stringfield not just anecdotal. Yes, it is. It's all anecdotal. I don't know what you're talking about. Mark, are but you shouting oh, at us? I notice is. you're using all caps. He is shouting at us. <laughs> so now I can be stern with him. No. I'm going to scream in caps. <laughs> anecdotal. And it is anecdotal. I'm sorry. It's anecdotal. Show me otherwise. I what, mean, we uh, right don't here, really have d- any strong scientific evidence otherwise.
1: I don't give mainstream media much time or credit. I can understand that. I mean, I, I think there's you got to be judicial with it, as with anything. You know, you know and I, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's so weird.
0: That's that connection we got, dude. We're like the but, same uh, person. Yeah, I was going to respond to that also. And I would say, even though the media isn't really deep diving and getting into this as much as they should, the media that has gotten into it has done a stellar job. And I think, you know, and I apologize to you, uf- ufologist, but they when they apply the tools of real journalism of the craft of the craft, almost like science. They have done an amazing job. And in particular, now they have adopted some people kind of from the UFO field, if I can say that. So for instance, MJ Benias, he's been doing a great job. Uh, writing some articles for, like, Vice. Uh, He might have written for Popular Mechanics, too, but his articles are great. But he's been writing for UFO stuff, and I've interviewed him for for a while now. And he's going to be speaking at the UFO Congress, which you have to go get tickets at right now. The other person who I interviewed recently is Tim McMillan. He's been writing articles. But, again, he kind of came out from UFO space. But the mainstream journalists, like Brian Bender from Politico who's also going to be speaking uh, at the Congress uh, this year, and Tyler Rogaway and some of the other guys from the DRIVE, the war zone, they've been doing a stellar job. I mean, some hardcore research, like the DRIVE, just had an article on Loring Air Force Base UFO cases. I should have brought that up, that's UFO news. Great article, amazing research, well done. And of course, the Brian Drummond, he brings up Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal also, people who have been doing a stellar job. So the people who have been doing real journalism in the mainstream journalism field on this issue have been doing an incredible job. The vast majority of the media, though, is just not taking this seriously yet. Pablum. Pablum. What's that mean?
1: Uh, baby food. Easy to Pablum? digest. You don't have to chew oh. it. Oh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't oh, know be making it. all this I up. It, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: yeah. it kind of sounds like a,
1: a baby. I'm sure dirt. one of these people will tell me I'm wrong.
0: Mama. Why not. Pabla. <laughs> Mama. Pabla. Yeah.
1: Pablo. So uh,
0: Mark says anecdotal isn't necessarily bad or er- erroneous, but it's not extraordinary evidence. Uh, anecdotal evidence is just, you know, the lowest type of evidence you can get. Sure, it can convict people, but we've also got a lot of people in prison and a lot of people who have been sent to the, the, yeah, wrongly accused. Um, And it's not science. I I really think, you know, in order to really understand something, we've got to move past anecdotal. Doesn't mean it's not real. That's kind of the beginning of science. It starts with anecdotal observational type of stuff, and then it moves into the next realm. So it's not useless. It's just
1: not definitive. Um, yeah, and Apple I think that's the, news. the news has a slant. I mean, depending where it's coming from, it's it's typically slanted. It's just going through different filters, but the the information's there. It's just up to us to to pick it apart and dissect it, and that's why you have to take it all in from every different side. You can't just stick with one yeah. source, um, and then when you do that, you'll start seeing what's real and what's just decorational or just a, it's slanted towards one view or the other view. Um, right. You know? Exactly. So I guess we'll start to wrap it
0: up. Uh, Mark is saying not intellectually challenging. That's what Pablum means. So he's confirming that you were. Pablum is a real thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bim Jim. I love that name. (laughs) I'm glad he's here. He's always got some great comments. What's up, Uh, Bim Jim? He says no man buns. He's not a fan
1: of the Uh, man bun. I actually had one in high school. Did you? Yeah, but before it was cool. This is early in the 90s. And the only reason why- before anyone considered it cool. I started the man bun. I'm not proud of this. But what happened is I went to a a high school where you couldn't have hair two inches below your ears. So I couldn't grow long hair out. And this is the 90s. So what we were doing, me and a couple of other guys, we were growing it out the top and shaving the sides of our head. And then when we were in shop or whatnot, we would tie it up and fold it under and it was- you know, all you know. Essentially, it was a man bun. So when I saw that, That's like, funny. becoming the new thing, the trash, I was like, "Oh God!" And I'm looking at my yearbook picture, going, "This cannot come out." <laughs> and here That's I did. Cool. I just outed myself. So I'm sorry. I got to be transparent, folks. That's I had a man good. bun. Thank before you. It was a man bun. Thank you for your admission uh, to the man bun situation. <laughs> I feel a lot lighter. Er,
0: you know, during when I had my COVID hair because you couldn't get a haircut, my hair was really long. I'm still
1: there. I'm still doing the COVID hair. If you can't tell
0: yeah i know look at it coming out but uh my sister gave me one of these little hair things and i did like a little faux man bun for fun and i sent that picture to my mom and she flipped she did not (laughs) like it and then i did that thing where you put the hair back like this oh yeah 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 and uh she didn't like that either i thought it was mothers don't
1: moms don't so
0: let's wrap this up uh uh i guess My final note besides being sure to watch all that other stuff and Rojas reports and openminds.tv Is also to register for the UFO Congress. We've go look at the list of speakers. It's really good We just added a skinwalker panel
1: and that's going to have
0: all the guys from the TV show Sam's brand. Well, it's going to have that dragon Tom Winterton and Travis Taylor. Can we just talk a guy. little
1: bit about Skinwalker right now before we wrap up, or do you have to do we have to close this this up? Okay, go for it. Okay, well, what is new coming out of Skinwalker? I know you and Napper, you know, buddy, buddy. So, I mean, like, is there anything new? Any new revelations there? Are we any closer to saying, okay, something really is going on here? Here's the proof.
0: I don't know. You know, to be honest, and oh
1: my gosh.
0: It's You're just turned into Oak days. Island
1: for me, and I, I, re- I want something more substantial than what I've been given.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing, is that we don't know for sure. it um, does
1: make for a good story, however.
0: Yeah, so we'll see if there's a second season of the show. Um, I haven't watched it but, yet. But, you know, here's how I'll answer your question, is that go to the UFO Congress. If you go see this panel I'll with good, uh, these three guys, We'll be able to ask them
1: those questions. And We're still doing my panel too. People to ask the flannel panel. Where all we the do is flan- talk about oh, flannel and I non-natural fibers.
0: The flannel panel got cut in favor of the skinwalker panel. Sorry. It's cool, man. Oh man, Doug's crying about the flannel panel being cut, honey. No, no, no. I just had—I got something in my eye. She heard me talking about that, and she's over there, what? What? Flannel panel <laughs> I don't have no flannel panel. <laughs> so, yeah, no flannel panel. It, the Dang Skinwalker, it. I think, will be uh, more appreciated by the people that, draw. that go yeah. to the UFO Congress. Flannel doesn't really have a lot of UFO stuff. Um, right now. Fugle, and someone did mention Brandon Fugle. We have been talking to Brandon Fugle. Uh, Brandon has been saying he... He, at first, he said he would come, um, and maybe with the other guys, so we're hopeful. There's a possibility that Fugle, the new owner of the Skinwalker, will join the panel. Um, we're attempting to make that happen. He's open to it, uh, so I, hopefully that will happen. Um, we'll see um let's see uh the brian drummond says this will be his first ufo conference he's going to be an online conference it's going to be his first how funny that's interesting it should be fun because they'll all be like this you know it'll be a first for all
1: of us for an online ufo conference i think it'll be the first for the ufo congress and alien con's doing one too i heard i think they i think they've been watching the ufo congress and i think they took a page from your playbook is that what they said well, I see that their Alien Con is back. It's no longer History Con. It's Alien Con, and they're doing an online conference. You're you kidding? Didn't see this? No, not at no. all. Oh, I did not know this. Maybe they'll of have course. my
0: flannel panel. Just saying. And I've spoken at most of those things, so I would imagine they would all of them have an Alien Con without me. I know.
1: Of course, all they all didn't invite they care you, that about guy, is there's, the, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Georgio. Georgio's no longer our fans. Oh, Mark Spanish.
0: says, who's on the, the Skinwalker panel besides Winterton and Taylor? Dragon.
1: Um,
0: yeah. Dragon, who is the security guy also, uh, who works there. So that'll be really cool. Uh, let's see. And uh, yeah, so come join the Congress. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, some of the other people. We just uh, like talked with Salma Siddick, and I'm so excited for this one. She was one of the witnesses to the Ruwa encounter that uh, yeah. south of... American uh, encounter where the kids all the UFO and the alien and stuff. That's going to be really cool. And she's going to be doing a talk or kind of a Q and a, like with me and or Karen uh, ask, ask answering some questions. And then she's also going to be on a panel and she's really excited about answering questions from uh, the audience.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Looking forward to this. Who's the so, People keep there. asking.
0: I just said Dragon. Or Do you guys not know who Dragon is? Uh, he was on the show. He's just, yeah. So Dragon was the security guy. Tom Winterton is the superintendent. Um, and then Travis Taylor was kind of the outside scientist. Um, Travis Taylor actually did a talk about uh, defending the world from aliens uh, at the SCU, the Scientific Coalition for U- UAP Research. And that's where we met him at first. Although I've been trying to get him to talk for a while because he helped write this book about defending us from aliens. And he's got like several PhDs. He's a very smart. Yeah, that's one of them. And his uh, research on this topic is really fascinating. So um, he also used to do this show, Redneck Rockets or something like that, where they, uh, him and a group of dudes out in somewhere in the South would uh,
1: build all kinds of crazy machines. Oh, yeah. Do they do? They did like a Tesla thing one time too, didn't they? I right? think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize so that was him.
0: UFO congress.com. Be there. UFO com. Yeah, so be there.com. <laughs> Stop it. No, no, Sorry. no. Just kidding. No, check out Phoenix Shaving too. Good stuff. You'll notice could I'm change your life. Shaving today. And I can't yeah. remember the name of the the soap I used, but it was uh, one of your famous—
1: Memorable, flavors. nonetheless.
0: <laughs> I can't—yeah. It's the one where you're, I think, uh, Douglas Smythe is by a boat with a mermaid. Oh, Coconut Bay Rum? Yeah, I think it's Coconut Bay Rum. Yeah, it's good stuff. Great smelling. And look at my shave. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's not, good. It's not bad. All because of you, buddy.
1: Oh, thanks. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, I guess that's it. Uh, Do you have some final uh, comments?
1: I've been taking notes this entire time. Actually, I've I've only taken a couple notes the entire time, and really there's nothing here of any value. I started kind of doodling in the – over here on the edge of the page, but I got flannel flannel panel underlined three times and uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's about it. But I, I, I appreciate you having me on today's show. It's, it's, it was, you know, it's two days in a row. We've done this folks. And if you haven't checked out our other show, what is Doug reading? Please do. It's every Thursday, one ish somewhere around the end. It's pretty much the paranormal reading rainbow.
0: I'm answering Mark's question. He said, who's the female on aerial school. It's Salma.
1: Where is that? I can't see any
0: questions. Oh. If you go to UFO. I'm going to. If you go to ufocongress.com, you get all info. It'd be interesting to do a show where you're just kind of typing and answering people, and like that's the show.
1: Well, you Hello. could do that. And I'll just I'll do the talking part, and you just like deal with the the peanut gallery. In fact, we'll call it the, the peanut gallery show. Okay, that'll be the working title for now. You're yeah. the flannel panel. Yeah. All
0: right. So, all right. I could do one where I'm like maybe writing a story and people watch.
1: Oh, like a which way choose your own adventure type story, maybe. Ooh, that would be fun. And they kind of help. You know, we all
0: write it together. Together. Yeah. yeah there we go. Whoa. It'll be a creative
1: writing segment of uh, Open Minds. Yeah. So, we got that going on, folks. <laughs> Thanks right. for tuning in. <laughs> so, those were your closing comments. Thank you. I really got nothing. I mean, I'm really, I'm no, still you just. just say- stuff. I'm sorry? Say I got nothing. And then you say lots of stuff. I know. It's weird. I'm just like That's a walking something. contradiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Doug. Uh, thank you. <laughs> We'll wrap this up and (laughs) great show. Great show. I learned a lot about myself next time. Um, Oh, and I'm supposed to do my tagline for wrapping this up. So thanks for joining everybody. You guys are awesome. Thank you to who do I usually think? Oh, I got to thank Karen for doing coming in and sharing that info earlier and running the UFO Congress. I've got to say thank Caleb Hanks. He does my opening and close music, which I love to death. And makeup, podcast, if you're listening, um, I do my own makeup, and then oh, yeah. uh, but I don't use that music for the video stuff. So we'll wrap it. Thank you all so much. Until next time,
1: adios, muchachos, chao, chao, muchachos, chicos.